Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Radio Update. Josh Rosen seems to be getting attacked from all angles. A few high-profile NFL people not too high on the Arizona quarterback despite just one year. Former Cardinals quarterback and Hall of Famer Kurt Warner and an NFL GM both say Rosen is worth about a third-round pick and only a third-round pick after reports surfaced that the Arizona Cardinals are targeting quarterback Kyler Murray with the number one pick in the draft. Questions arose on what they would do with Rosen on their current starter. He was the 10th overall pick in the 2018 draft and Arizona traded a third and a fifth round pick to the Raiders to move up and draft Rosen. The 22-year-old from UCLA starting 13 games for the Cardinals. He threw for 2,278 yards with 11 uh, touchdowns, uh, 14 interceptions as well. The buzz is the New York Jets are the favorite right now to land uh, running back Le'Veon Bell, according to the Athletic. However, the Jets are not the lone team in the running as the Philadelphia Eagles and Tampa Bay Buccaneers are also expected to pursue Bell. New York is also considering adding Tevin Coleman if they can't land Bell reports are they will get one of the two the Jets like Coleman's low usage rate over the last four years and cheaper price tag to boot New York ranked 28th in uh, rushing last year and are incredible 102 million dollars available in cap space ahead of free agency despite to him doing a lot of chirping putting his foot in his mouth uh, it seems like three NFL teams still interested in wide out Antonio Brown the Raiders Broncos and Cardinals are all at the forefront according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network the Houston Texans they've put a franchise tag on Jadavian Clowney today he's the number one overall pick in the 2014 draft, producing 47 tackles, nine sacks, and three fumble recoveries in 2018. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they put the franchise tag on left tackle Donovan Smith before the March 5th deadline. The two sides are also working on an extension for Smith. He's been very durable, hasn't missed a start in four years since being selected in the second round of the 2015 draft. Finally, a happy story here. We like value. Mercedes-Benz Stadium continuing to slash prices. The Falcons announcing that they're going to drop price by another 11% on popular food items, including hot dogs. These went down from $2 to a buck 50. Buck 50 dogs today? Wow. That venue, also the first in the NFL and MLS stadium to introduce a cashless transaction model during Sunday's Atlanta FC home opener in the MLS. It looks more and more like Nick Foles will be heading to Jacksonville. The veteran quarterback expected to sign with the Jags after free agency opens up March 13th. Jacksonville expected to release incumbent starter Blake Bortles once they sign Foles, according to ESPN. He threw for over 1,400 yards, seven TDs, and four interceptions in five starts last year. He has a 4-1 postseason record as a starter with the Eagles and is 6-2 in relief of starter Carson Wentz over the past two seasons. The Jags hired John DiFilippo to be their offensive coordinator in January, and see he served as Foles quarterback coach during the Eagles Super Bowl winning season. Donald Trump, he's at it again. After serving up fast food to the national champion Clemson Tigers, the FBS champs got some fast food fill as well. North Dakota State, the D1 champs enjoyed Big Macs, franchise, and Chick-fil-A sandwiches on their visit to the White House. Seven in the NBA tonight, Atlanta at Miami, Heat minus nine and a half, 221 and a half. Dallas at Brooklyn, Nets laying five, 226 and a half. Denver at San Antonio, the Spurs minus one there. 230.5. Milwaukee is laying 13 on the road at Phoenix. 233.5 is your total. New Orleans at Utah. Jazz minus 10, 229.5. New York Knicks at Sacramento. The Kings minus 11, 229.5. And, and it is the Battle of LA as the Clippers take on the Lakers. The Lakers horrible lately. They're laying 3.5. 234 is your total. Gonzaga still on top of the hoops world. 
The Zags remain number one in the AP poll with 42 of 64 first place votes. Virginia, they hold down the number two spot. North Carolina moved up to number three. Duke sits at number four. And Tennessee, they round out the top five after smashing Kentucky this weekend. This just in, Tiger Woods has now withdrawn from this week's Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill with the next strain. This is the first time the 43-year-old Woods has withdrawn from a tournament in two years. Three games in the NCAA tonight. Number two, Virginia at Syracuse. Cavaliers, five and a half, 123 and a half. Number 16, Kansas State at TCU. Straight pick them, 132 and a half. And Texas, they visit number 11, Texas Tech. Red Raiders, minus seven and a half. 131 and a half is your total. Some good news for Duke fans. Zion Williamson could return to action from his knee injury as Duke hosts Wake Forest tomorrow night. And some sad, sad news from the hockey world. Hall of Famer and legend Ted Lindsay has passed away at the age of 93. Just a pair in the NHL ice tonight. Real small Monday card. Edmonton at Buffalo. Sabres minus 130. Total six in that game. And Toronto is at Calgary. Flames minus 146.5. I'm Cam Stewart. It's Red Heat and Rage. Host Gabe Moretzi will take you through things today with me. It's going to be a great show. We'll have the Rotowire experts to talk NFL DFS. Mike Blewett, some laughs, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned, everybody. Red Heat and Rage coming up next. Game Time Decisions. Game time decisions. Ready to rage radio has that begun. Uh, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I am uh, Gabriel Morenci, throwing it down with the Ranger Redhead, uh, Cam uh, Stewart. On this uh, Monday afternoon, Mike Blewett uh, will uh, step up and in and join us. Uh, we'll break it down DFS uh, style. Drew Dickmeyer or uh, Ricky Sanders uh, will join us, and uh, we'll find out about that. Uh, in the in the coming uh, in the coming minutes, so which one it'll be? Either way, we'll hit the uh, the NBA DFS. Uh, the saving. What's going on, Cam? Uh, pretty good, Marantz. He's still uh, you know grinding, buddy. Hope you had a nice weekend and uh, lots of ups and downs this weekend. But as you say, hey man, we got to move forward. It's Monday now, and uh, let's keep the train on the track. Why is the was the train off the track? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I built it up really nice, and uh, you know the roller coaster of life. Ups and downs, just grinding, just grinding, <laughs> trying, trying to get by, trying to make some money, buddy. It's a yeah. battle. It's not easy. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we got N- NBA, NHL, uh, college basketball this evening. Um, I like the college basketball uh, card actually, so we'll take a look at that. But uh, we'll we'll hit it from a DFS perspective. NBA with uh, Dake Meyer or uh, Ricky Sanders combine uh, wrapping up in Indianapolis yeah. uh, as well. Uh, Combine's so that. damn long. Like, like I'm still watching. Like, I, I'm. I just got the TV on right now. Like, it's a long time. Like, you know what I mean? We're we're already Monday. Can't you just wrap this up on the weekend? You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty long, don't you think? Well, they're going through. Uh, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, there's a lot of players they have to go through. That's true. That is true. The combine is. Uh, it's more detailed, I think, than it used to be. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it used to be this long, but a lot of different players do a lot, a lot of different positions and stuff. Yep. Surprised uh, they don't wear pads. Pat, I was thinking, you know what I mean? You're going to play the game in pads. I get it looks a lot better. It's easier and whatever to do it this way. But I guess they have enough tape of the guy, most of these guys playing anyway. You don't have to. But 
it's a big difference between running uh, a 40 in uh, Under Armour gear and then running it with a helmet and pads on like in real life. That is true. That is true. What, you want them running the 40s wearing pads? Yes, I do. It's just saying, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it like in a real situation. Like if you bust through the line in football and you're in the open field, you're going to be running that way, right? Like I get it. It's a lot easier to do it in the in the spandex look. It looks cool and all, but when you're in a game situation, you're going to be holding onto the ball with uh, your gear on and running, Gabe. It's just, it makes more sense to me if you're going to be playing football in pads and a helmet, you probably want to run the 40 in pads and a helmet. But, you know, I'm not uh, a combine member. I don't put this thing together. It's probably a hell of a lot easier this way and uh, quicker without all the equipment. Yeah, I can't, uh, I don't have a legitimate argument as to uh, why. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Well, look, uh, Clay Travis was saying the other day that they should only measure you up to your what your eye height is. Like uh, the rest, the rest of your skull doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, so people with big hairdos, big afros, and such get a yeah, yeah, yeah or or Peyton Manning. is all for it, right? <laughs> Adding a couple inches. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues. Uh, Gabriel Renzi throwing it down with uh, Cam Stewart. Mike Blewett uh, will join us. Uh, Mike Blewett will join us a little bit later on next segment. Uh, Blewett steps up and in. Of course, uh, Blewett is a uh, Steeler fan. So uh, the uh, the Antonio Brown uh, saga should be, should be over uh, shortly. They're going to have to deal with this soon. Otherwise, they're going to get hit with another like two and a half million dollars against uh, the cap, and uh, Le'Veon Bell stuff might go on a little bit uh, longer actually uh, than than Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown's going to dealt with like pretty soon, just because of the cap uh, the cap implications. Uh, with Antonio Brown, they know Le'Veon Bell is going to be gone. That's a little bit different, but both Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, they better both accept wherever they end up because. Uh, you know, the old adage, the grass isn't always greener, is, is very, you know, very fitting, I think, for both these guys, especially Antonio Brown. I mean, the dude's acting like he's been uh, persecuted, like Jesus or something like that <laughs> uh, yes. in, in Pittsburgh. He's been targeted a lot. You know what I mean? He got the football a lot. He was in a big position to succeed. And I've said this a million times, man. When you get these players that run their mouths or you get big-time star players, there's not a massive market uh, for them. We saw it with Bryce Harper, even, who wanted a ton of money. And it's the same thing now. Like, really? Like, it's coming down to two teams that are the most active and willing to deal for Antonio Brown right now. And they both blow. The Raiders and the Redskins. So if you're Antonio Brown, all right, good. You ran your mouth. You're unhappy. You got out of Pittsburgh. You're going to be playing on the crappiest field in the league in Oakland on a baseball diamond. They're a crappy team. They have a quarterback situation in flux. <laughs> like, uh, and it's like, all right, good, good for you. Go there. Yeah, man, we'll see how, how great it is for you there. Like, like you know, you can you can get off a team, Cam, 
in, in the NFL, or even you look at you look at Anthony Davis in the NBA, when you try to like manipulate things and you try to hijack the situation, it never ends up well for you. You don't get end up going to the the place that you want. Look at Anthony Davis. Like Davis ruined his reputation. Is still in New Orleans, anyways. Yep. The, the the Pelicans still won't trade into the Lakers after because the Lakers don't have enough to trade for him. So, like, oh, he tried to hijack the situation and get traded to the Lakers. It didn't work out. He'll end up on another team. And it's funny. Like, Antonio Brown can bitch all he wants. But, all right, dude, you can end up on the Redskins with Josh Norman. And you'll be in last place in the division. Have fun. Like that, that's it seems where it's going with this. Yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff, and you've never seen a guy that has so much angst and hate towards an organization he's willing to hurt himself, and that's what it seems like. Even the interview, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I don't need to play football, but I, I like football. It's just I've never seen a story that continues to run and go on and on and on, and, and there's no off button. It's just every day it's a new squawk, a new thing. Even Larry uh, Fitzgerald comes out and says, hey, dude, like I know you don't like Ben Roethlisberger. Look at the quarterbacks that have thrown me the ball over my years in Arizona, other than, uh, you know, basically Kurt Warner and uh, Carson Palmer. They had a lot of stiffs there. And this guy continues to play as a professional every year. And to your earlier point, grass grow always greener on the other side. Yeah, who's it going to be? It could be the Raiders today. There's another report from Ian Rappaport that the Cardinals are interested. That's a bad landing spot. Oakland, the Denver Broncos, like, good luck. I'll tell you, all those teams aren't going to be as good as Pittsburgh next year. But I've just never seen a guy, Gabe, who's intense hatred towards Big Ben and the organization, he's willing to basically say, screw you, Pittsburgh, to hurt himself. That's how much hate he has in his blood for these guys. Yeah, well, he he clearly, well, we'll find out if he wants to play anywhere except uh, Pittsburgh because that's, that's what this stuff's going to come down to. I mean, he's done in Pittsburgh, but he's going to end up on a, on a bad team and in a much worse situation. Like, he probably ends up on the Redskins. It wouldn't shock me. The Redskins or Raiders, I think that's what will end up happening. The Redskins are a desperate team. Nobody really ever wants to sign there free agent-wise. And so, they, they, you know, it's a way for them to do something. But there's also reports that uh, the Redskins uh, might get Ryan Tannehill. So, like, if you're Antonio Brown, it's like, oh, yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> like, you think you're going to get the ball, like, 19 times a game? With Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback in Washington, like it's just it's just stupid. Antonio Brown picked a picked a. Um, it's like it's a bad beef that he has. You know that if you know he needs the ball more, he needs the ball more all the time. He's thirty years old. Like the ball stuff's only going to decrease, and he eliminates teams. Like you said, him having such a big mouth, it eliminates teams that maybe would take a look at him. Yeah, I look at like even when I asked Warren Moon about Seattle, he goes, "Oh no, no, he's not a good fit. He complains all the time when he wants the ball all the time." Yeah, so like good quarterbacks, good teams don't really want to deal with that, right? I mean, he's he's brought this upon himself, actually. Yes, he has totally. And there's been many times where he could have like you know, uh, you know, put out the fire a little bit, Gabe. But that doesn't seem to be in this style. It's kind of like he's all in now and. Every day it's the same thing, like the bitching and complaining. Like that's the thing we talked about this before. You go meet with the Roonies and everything goes good, and then there's a shot on the way out. Like why can't you just walk away? It's just it's just one of those things. After a while, you know, you got to pick your battles. He just keeps on going and going and going and going. It's going to cost him money in the long run. And uh, I believe whatever team it might be, the Raiders, they got three three first round picks. Wherever the hell you go, it's going to be a bad situation uh, for that.
that team. And despite uh, his skill set, he's already not getting know who any he younger. is. Yeah, they know who he is. It's they not like every is. time he says something, another yeah. NFL team's like, oh, we didn't know this about him. He's right? a competitor, like, though. Like that one thing, you got to give him credit, though. When he plays, like he wants to win, he chirps, but he's a hell of a player still at his age. And uh, yeah, the team has to, to figure it out, you know. There are, we, we probably want a, a nice locker room. Right, with he's less on the wrong. But he's we'll on see. the wrong side of 30, dude. Like, that's, that's the way the NFL is. He's got a couple of years left. There's no doubt. I mean, like you said, he's not a, he's not done yet or anything like that. But, yeah, there's something about that Pittsburgh Steeler team. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know how, like, they change. They've changed coordinators over the years and stuff, yet you know, the offense somehow makes people look good. It's, it's a strange situation. Like, it really does. I mean, you look like how Bell was out. Their running back numbers were pretty much identical, really. Like it didn't, it didn't change much. I mean, now, you know, more pressure will be on Schuster. Um, you know, Smith Schuster as, as they as they move forward, but they always sort of find a way of replacing the dude that they let go. You know, they're losing a couple of good guys here though, in Bell and Brown. Most teams would really just be devastated losing these two. You know, they'll have money to spend. I mean, they'll get something back for Brown, and then. They'll have money to spend after. But look, like I said, there's not a million teams lining up uh, for Brown right now, Cam. Redskins and Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I said all along, the 49ers, I don't see John Lynch dealing with Antonio Brown. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, just the the latest latest reports. Colts have money, but they're not going to deal with this crap either. I don't know how true it is. It says, um, you know what I mean? Uh, it says the Denver Broncos have entered the mix, even though in uh, it says the Broncos are a new name tied to Brown, but they fit the criteria as a team outside the AFC North. They don't play the Steelers. Uh, oh, yeah. The Steelers play the AFC West until 2022. That's another team they name. I agree with you with the Redskins. It makes sense. So Denver involved and oh, Joe uh, Flacco. Uh, and Joe Arizona. Flacco's a perfect quarterback to throw the ball at someone a bunch <laughs> yeah. of times. Like, come on. I, had, you know I mean, like, all right. Like, yeah, okay. That'll That'll work out well. <laughs> Denver, you guys, Denver's got to worry about getting a damn quarterback, actually. <laughs> that's, a, that's another point. Get a quarterback for you need a wide receiver. <laughs> yes, yes. Same with Washington. Washington needs a quarterback, too, right? I don't I don't believe Denver. I could, whatever. Who knows? I mean, it could be a surprise where, where it ends yeah. up. But uh, it doesn't make sense for if, if you're Denver. Denver doesn't have a quarterback. If Denver has Joe Flacco... And, you know, they draft a quarterback. That's not sort of a win-now type situation. But neither the Raiders. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, Denver would be a decent situation. Denver's a cool city, right? Denver's a good team to play for. Yep. It's a good organization. It's big time and stuff. I mean, I'm not going to discount it. It doesn't really make a hell of a lot of sense, though, if Joe Flacco is your quarterback. That a guy, Joe Flacco... Joe Flacco's big. The only thing Joe Flacco can do as a QB is throw deep, right? I mean, he's good at throwing bombs, but he's not some sort of like, you know, it's not ultra mobile. accurate, let's throw the ball a million times type no. of guy to Antonio Brown. No, he's not. He's not very accurate. You know, he does throw a nice long ball, though, too. But yeah, just the report says there, they, they're, they're going to need another receiver, you know, to see what happens because uh, Sanders can't do it all by himself, Gabe. But who the hell knows? <laughs> That is Antonio Brown in the circus. It's a carousel. You can name a team. Throw a dart. It could be anybody. Yeah, they, didn't, they didn't even want to pay. They only want to pay Sanders. Yeah. Uh, game time decisions continues. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decision. Fred Eaton Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network uh, continues. All right, Gabe Redsey throwing it down to Raging Redhead. Uh, Cam uh, Stort. Um, Donald Trump obviously is in the news uh, repeatedly. <laughs> um, and uh, there's accusations, and oh, there's a report he did this and that. And, you know, at this point, too, I think people are desensitized. It's sort of like uh, car crashes in a Duke has, Duke's a hazard. After you've seen a Dukes of Hazard uh, enough times, nobody asks, oh, I wonder if the guy's going to be okay after the crash. They're always okay. <laughs> great, <laughs> great car crashes and, <laughs> and scenes, though, Brad. So you got to love Roscoe Pico training those uh, car crashes with Enos. Legend. But all those shows, Cam, like in the old days, like the A-Team and stuff, you know, there'd always be a crazy car crash or Mr. T would knock someone out. <laughs> yes. And you could do it in those days. But you had to show they're okay. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, it could be, like, the craziest crash. You could, like, cr- crash a car off the bridge or something on Dukes of Hazard, But a little bit at the scene there, they'll show the guy getting up and throwing his baseball hat, getting out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, gee, shucks. Off. I just fell 40 feet <laughs> off the bridge. You know, like, oh, he's okay. He's okay. So, that, that's Donald Trump. Where, ah, whatever. He'll be all right. Doesn't really matter what the New York Times uh, is reporting. And, like I said, it's just funny. Like, CNN is like, oh, he went too far. He's definitely committed obstruction of justice. Long story short, the latest thing is, and I'm sure no one cares, but they're saying that uh, Trump Trump personally instructed the Department of Justice to block the uh, Time Warner AT&T merger because he hates CNN so much, which I actually believe that he would do. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, no, like, I don't think that like this is any sort of crazy accusation, but it would be, you know, it would be obstruction and it would be impeachment, impeachable and all that. But it doesn't matter. He's meeting North Dakota State uh, football team today, isn't he? Uh, let's bring in Mike Blewett, too, to discuss this. What's up, Mike? What's going on, Boss Hog? How are you doing? Yeah, I saw, I saw the picture, Cam, and Mike, of... Uh, I didn't it's know the they were going today, but I saw, I turned it on the news. I saw on CNN, and I saw they had a bunch of, like, uh, Big Macs and Whoppers and everything set up on the table again, Cam. And I saw a black guy, and I said, oh, there must be a sports team there. Because I've never seen a black guy in, in the Oval Office before. And uh, there's a bunch of burgers there, so he must be he must be thinking, oh, yeah, these kids want to eat at McDonald's or Burger King. Yep. So what's the North Dakota State football team there? Yeah, FBS uh, guys, and uh, yeah, it's funny, Gabe, exact, exactly the same silverware in the layout. Like, it looks like a real, real nice meal, but just burger stacks, fries. Uh, he had McDonald's, fries, and uh, this time with Trump, instead of Burger King, he uh, threw uh, Chick-fil-A in the parlay. Chicken burgers. Chick-fil-A burgers and fries served to North Dakota State. Congrats, fellas. <laughs> Gotta love you it. Know, Mike, <laughs> I, I don't think he's that. being cool and stuff, but he's I don't not. even think these kids want to eat this stuff, to be honest. I, I agree. 
if you get him one shot to go to the White House, he's going to throw Chick-fil-A at you? Like, this is your one opportunity. Yeah, for a guy guy that literally lives in a gold-plated palace when he's not in the White House, for him to start throwing burgers at people is insane. It's their one shot to get a little bit of prime rib, maybe some beef Wellington. I don't know what the fancy meal is, but it's got to be better than burgers and fries. Yeah, the thing is, too, People like, listen, Donald Trump eats burgers and fries, too, but you know he's not eating at Arby's every night, right? (laughs) He's also eating sort of, like you said, steaks and this and that. Um, I I guess, you know, it's... it's, it's, He famously eats well-done steaks with ketchup on. That's his (laughs) go-to meal. Now, what are the Boston Red Sox going there? Yeah, that's a great uh, point. Yeah, what are you, you going to do? Upgrade to like... Uh, he's not he's going to pawn off. Is he going to do the burger thing with these guys too? Taco Bell? Have, like, where have do you they go already gone? <laughs> have they already gone? I don't no. think so because we would have heard so about either. the controversy. <laughs> they accepted the invitation to the White House. They visited. They've done it? They vi- yeah. No meal? Hmm. No, no. They were there on February 15th. Really? Wow. So, well, I guess a couple under of the radar. Yeah, we were in the midst of our wow. Valentine's Day hangover, I suppose, when we uh, when that food got by us. I was say, so who, Red Sox who really publicized their trip, didn't they? <laughs> 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 it's like, well, yeah, we were there. Any pictures? Wow, well, our camera didn't work. Because <laughs> I remember, I remember Mookie Betts didn't go. I remember, yeah. I remember seeing Mookie Betts said he's not going. He said, no disrespect to anyone I want to talk about. I'm not going, basically. Like, he didn't make a stink about it, but he just said he's not going. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know. I didn't know they did, yeah. It must have, I got to tell you, it must like barely anyone must have gone because the White House didn't push that very much either that the Red Sox yeah. were there. Yeah. One thing, Maybe though, it was just a get in and get out kind of thing. You know, I don't know, though. You could argue, too. Like, a meal's not part of the deal. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of times I thought teams used to just show to show up and take a picture. You're there for like, now, I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like past presidents were busy. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. Like, well, the, the one thing I've they'd heard come about out, is, hey, how you doing? I got ten minutes of running the world. Yeah, good, you won your little league that you play in. I'm the yeah. president. I got to go. Trump seems yeah. to be like, hey, come in, kids. Let's eat some burgers. Hey, you want to hang out all day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think Gabe. I think the reality is it is that. Like whether it was Trump or Obama or whomever else before. I think it's literally a 15 to 20 minute photo op and the meal takes place after the president skedaddles back to the West wing. Uh, and the players just hang out and eat with probably some other white house officials and tour guides. It's not like Trump is sitting down there rolling up his sleeves and eating burgers. He takes a picture and he's out. That's the way I've always understood it to be. Yeah. The new, the new tradition it's burger King. And now that Cam said they've added Chick Fil A to the to the rotation, yeah, that's right. Which that makes guy. sense because Chick Fil A would support the, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. That's the most that's the most conservative fast food place I can think of. Uh, that's Mike. right. Yeah, yeah. Sundays off. Sundays closed on Sunday. The Sundays off, and they hate gay people. Yeah, they're not fans. That's for sure. <laughs> that should be their slogan, Ted. 
Hey, right, we're not open on Sundays, I, and yeah, no, we don't like. I just love the either. I love the commercials. The Auburn guys, like, yeah, you know, I'm fixing my boat, and the guy from Chick Fil A, those commercials are your college. I'm like, what? That did not happen. There's no way. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, Gabe, you like the one with the guy? Yeah, I saved your change for two months. Here's your three bucks. Yeah, back. three bucks. <laughs> What a guy. <laughs> Guarantee you. Give me three bucks at a Chick-fil-A here in New York. Yeah, it's You're not getting yeah, your three gone. bucks back. Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting yeah. three bucks back like two bucks. Yeah, I remembered the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I Listen, I've always thought Chick-fil-A's food was a little overrated myself, personally, too. People talk I'm like it's with like you the on greatest this. thing ever. Yeah, it's okay. It's I'm a with you sandwich. on this. It's a chicken sandwich. Yeah, right. Big deal. I can make a chicken sandwich yeah. with mustard. I'm not a fan of uh, waffle mayo, fries. Mayo and, 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 pick, and pickles, yeah. yeah. Some people, waffle fries, another thing overrated. Regular fries are fine. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Totally overrated. <laughs> Call me old school, but I'm okay hanging out with the colonel. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, Big I'm time. all right hanging out with the colonel. All right, so, Mike, we were talking about uh, Antonio Brown. And in fact, you know what? We have uh, Brian Baldinger. I spoke uh, spoke with Baldinger earlier in the day. We'll play that a little bit later on. But we didn't get nice. into Antonio Brown. It was more Lev, Lev Bell uh, yeah. with the Eagles. But I was talking about Antonio Brown and, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy, boo-hoo, everything sucks, and I want to get out of here and stuff. It's like, all right, dude, get out of here. And the two teams that are most prominent right now are the two teams that actually, you know, you and I called Mike originally. Remember we said – all right, the Redskins will be in the mix here. You know, they, they need a wide receiver, actually, and they need a star. Yeah. I mean, yeah. their fans hate their owner. They got booed off the field last year repeatedly in the last couple of weeks. There's just sort of a, there's a lot of negativity around that team with the fan base. So Brown would, would calm them down, except there's also reports suddenly that uh, the Dolphins are talking to the, uh, to the Redskins about Ryan Tannehill. Because the uh, the Redskins need a quarterback, a qu- they need a quarterback fast uh, type of thing. Yeah. So, all right, good for you, Antonio Brown. You think life sucked in Pittsburgh? All right, have fun playing with the Raiders on that baseball field in Oakland. You better hope that Vegas field's ready in two years. And oh yeah, they're a great team. You guys going to be great playing with them. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just funny, yeah. like these players, like Le'Veon Bell. Ooh, Dude, you're screwed. You're going to have to take whatever offer comes your way now. You're not going to get multiple offers. There'll be there'll be a team or two yeah. that'll say, whatever, dude, this is what we'll give you. And it might not even be a good team, right? I'm not saying maybe it doesn't matter to these guys, but they're not even going to get the money. Like, Lev Bell won't get the money that he thinks. He's going to be on a crappier team in a crappier situation. And Brown bitch because he didn't get the ball enough. Well, just wait yeah. till he's on another team that doesn't throw the ball 62 times a game. Yeah. So Larry Fitzgerald sort of at the Sloan Sports Conference over this past weekend up in Boston really kind of illuminated people as to what you were just talking about. And he was saying he didn't think Antonio Brown was going about things the right way and to be careful what you wish for sort of thing. Now, here's Antonio Brown's been playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback his entire career. We all know the misgivings of Ben Roethlisberger and him going on radio shows and firing on people isn't the best teammate behavior in the world, but the reality is he's played with a top-notch quarterback for his entire career. Here's who Larry Fitzgerald got to play with after Hall of Famer Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer. John Skelton, Max Hall, Josh McCown when he was a rookie and early in his career, Sean King, John Navarre, Matt Leiner, Derek Anderson, Kevin Cobb, Ryan Lindley, Brian Hoyer, Drew Stanton, Blaine Gabbert, Sam Bradford, and Josh Rosen. So that is not 
that is a murderer's row of guys that did not make it or you've never heard of. So be careful what you wish for is the greater point right here. Um, he's fashioned his exit out, and now it could be the Cardinals, it could be the Raiders, it could be somebody like Washington. And Washington is in cover-your-ass mode now because they need a quarterback and a receiver fast. Well, Antonio Brown's out there, and they can handle the quarterback situation uh, as well if they handle it properly. But handling things properly isn't something NFL GMs do, <laughs> do on a regular basis, uh, to be honest. The grind Tannehill to me is a strange move if you're the Redskins as well. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Yeah, I see Pete Davidson's rocking Kate Beckinsdale now. After after already uh, scoring with uh, Ariana Grande. Nice get. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, like uh, I'm depressed and um, I've got a big uh, big unit. It's not working out for me. Um, <laughs> like this guy. This guy basically, like, he's using his depression thing. It's working. Like, he's always like, oh, I'm so depressed. Every second night, he's tweeting out how he's going to kill himself and stuff like this. And then he, he scores a new chick out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got something going I get on. depressed. Like, I don't, what do I get out of it? Like, nothing. Yeah. People are like, no, oh, poor game. Let's date him. And all this, he's going to be okay. No, they're like at 12 um, o'clock. Who do you like in the St. Mary's game, Gabe? Yeah. Uh, this Pete, Pete Davidson, like most people, be like he's unstable. Like he's tweeting out, "I'm taking too many pills and I'm suicidal." And I mean, the guy's flaky as hell. Yeah, I don't know. I guess chicks in, in the modern era, they like flaky dudes. They're props to Pete Davidson. Know. He keeps scoring these hot chicks. It's really unbelievable. I'm Even depressed Mike because he's dating Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He already had Ariana Grande, and now it's like, like oh, really? Yeah, she's nice. Now he's into the MILF. Like he's he's uh, he's, he's spreading it around a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. No age requirements, Gabe. He's all he's all over the map. Young, young, older, mid. Yeah, he you got to hand it to him. Yeah, he's he's got a couple of funny jokes. Not like the guy is like that funny either. Yeah, he's doing okay. Huh? Not George Carlin. Oh, yeah, his resume is pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, he's off. He's, he's off the uh, Pete, Pete Davidson's the uh, the Tristan Thompson of, uh, of comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. If those two hung out, man. It's a power. It's a power duo. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm telling you, Pete Davidson might be the first like white guy a Kardashian dates. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of them is going to at like, some point, just for a profile. Like, uh, ra- have they ever raised. dated like anyone white ever before? Like any of them? I don't think I don't so. It's a good question. I, I, I can't say I have a database on it, but uh, no. I, I can't recall any. Just for the record, uh, so you know, there's always the talk of the Kardashian curse. Yeah, it's true. In, in sports. And uh, Harvard actually did a study 
like no kidding, Harvard. <laughs> so it's proven. Well, somebody's going to do a study. It should be them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Gabe. There is. There actually is. Hey, Gabe, just so you know, uh, the oldest Kardashian, Courtney, was married to a white Jew for a while and then divorced and oh. so forth. Nice. Well, there you Scott, go. Scott did say. Oh, which, so which? Oh, yeah. oh, oh that that's right. Yeah, 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 that guy. That guy's terrible. Yeah, he's a piece of work, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all terrible. But that guy is especially terrible. You have a daughter, Mike? You have kids? You have a, you have a daughter? I have a son and a daughter. And hopefully they Just imagine, like, if she path. brought home this dissing guy as her boyfriend. Oh, okay, Dad. Man. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> guy wearing an ascot. He's got to go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I, for, I forgot call. about that, dude. Yeah, good call, Mike. You got an ascot beat it. You got to go. Get the hell out of here. I'm with Too you. fancy. Get, a, yeah. get off We're my not prop. that fancy around here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, play fantasy football and eat McDonald's. Uh, he's, he's, he's the worst. So, yeah, shout out to Pete Davidson, who keeps... Uh, who keeps using his depression and large slong to cash in <laughs> with celebrity, celebrity, uh, celebrity scores. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we've got um, we're talking about Antonio Brown. Uh, a lot of talk. So Antonio Brown, Raiders and uh, Redskins seem to be front runners. Uh, Miami Herald is reporting that uh, the Dolphins and the um, Redskins are preliminary talks right now about Ryan Tannenhill. And doesn't Ryan Tannehill just feel like a perfect Washington Redskin? <laughs> like, it feels like a downgrade to Alex Smith. That's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah yes, at this point, is. yeah. I, I, I was watching the Combine, and at one point, inevitably, there's a shot of Dan Snyder sitting with Bruce Allen in one of the boxes looking down. And I just remember, I remember thinking to myself as I'm watching that, this, like, how is this? Granted, the owner isn't going anywhere. But how is this still a thing? This relationship isn't working on the football field. So why is <laughs> Allen still around? Why are they still in Indy making these decisions? They're now they're obviously in a horrendous. It's scenario a good point. Like, why is Alex Dan Smith? Snyder watching players at the combine? Like, you're the owner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you you, you shouldn't be evaluating players. Yeah, like yeah. you shouldn't be. Like, you have no nothing. You know nothing about football skill. Like, hire people. Yeah. Like, so, it's, it's amazing. And he's hired a guy that just has run everybody else out of the building. Marketing staffers, various he's coaches. Yes, yeah. But, you know, Jay Gruden, I think we would all agree. I think there's something there. I think Jay Gruden could be a I good coach. A good job. I, just don't, I, I just don't know if he's going to be allowed to or if he's going to be in a position where a team is good enough for him to field to be able to win anything because now it's going to be a Tannehill scenario and they're going to pay draft picks and overpay Antonio Brown to be with a quarterback that has been inconsistent. Dave, you and I have sort of defended Tannehill to some extent in the past, but the reality, I like him more than most. Yeah. Yeah, I do too, but he isn't a guy that can throw the ball 600 times and have you win. It's got to be controlled what he can throw. No, he's well, listen, He's an average quarterback. They're an average team. That's why it's almost like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Right? Or if you rank Tannehill, I'd say he's probably like the 15 to 20. 16 to 18, yeah. Yeah, yeah like right exactly. Here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like, I thought he, he showed signs, but then, it, then he got hurt. But at this point, yeah. if you're Washington, just draft a damn quarterback. Bite the bullet, all right? 
you know, built for the future. The, Red, the Redskins are always in this, oh, we're going to try to win now mode, but you're never close to winning now. That's the problem. Like, this is you know, exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly the problem. Like, and I think the, that's I think always sort Giants, of been their MO. And I think the Giants are tricking themselves into the same thing. Now, we'll see what they do in the next 60 days, but I feel like both of those two teams are working hard to compete with Philly and Dallas, who are a tier above them now. Um, the NFC East has famously had 14 years in a row where the division has changed hands. I think maybe those teams have fallen into an assumption that they can just compete every year, but the reality is there's holes in both of those rosters in Washington and New York, and I think both teams need to kind of start from the bottom, whether it's on New York side getting rid of Olivier Vernon and Landon Collins or whomever else, or if it's Washington just blowing it all up and starting with a rookie quarterback. You have to start somewhere and just hit the reset button. The Giants are a poorly constructed football team. <clears throat> right you now, know, like are, yeah. They, they, yeah, you have a bunch of star players. You know, they should be in win-now mode. Their defense is a joke. Uh, I don't know. Their GM doesn't really seem to know what he's doing, to, to be honest uh, with you. They need to make up their mind. I mean, they they're, they don't want to cut ties with Eli Manning. If they draft a quarterback this year, Eli Manning will still play, so essentially they'll be the same team. Uh, you know, I don't know. You're right. They need to rip it off like a Band-Aid. Now, Dwayne Haskins looked real good. Uh, to me, Haskins lived up to, um, you know, he lived up to the hype going into the combine. I mean, they, people I thought he was the best thrower. And people came away from the combine saying, you know what? That guy's the best thrower. I, I watched him from when, when I saw, man, he was throwing bullets. And not too yeah, hard to catch. Too. Not like, Yeah, not like Tyree Jackson, who was just, like, trying to hurt people. That guy's yeah, not ready. Stupid. For the end. He's not ready. No, he's not ready. He should have stayed. He's, he's robbed. I agree. Just stay yeah. one more year. He ran a great forty. I don't know yeah. if you guys saw. Did you see the Steve Smith clip? Yes. Very With uh, so Steve Smith's on the field for yeah. the NFL Combine. He works for the NFL Network, so he's on the field. And he's doing the analysis, and Urban is up in the booth with Kurt Warner and stuff. And they're like. It was hilarious, man. Like, so all the other quarterbacks, they line up like four quarterbacks in a row. <laughs> and so if you're a receiver, you run, you run straight across the field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like a, you know, a crossing pattern. Sideline to sideline. Sideline to yeah, sideline. Yeah, sideline to sideline. You catch like four balls, right, from each quarterback. Tough. Tuck. Tuck. So you run. Bang. You get another one. So all the receivers had their hands out right around the numbers and the shoulders. Sticking their hands out, bang, 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 bang. And with Tyree Jackson, they all put their hands up around their face. Firing bullets at Mike, me, yeah. 20 yards away. He's got no touch. No. Michael Irvin was cracking up. He's like, look at all their heads up by their face. Like he was crying. He was laughing so hard. I thought he was going to pass out when Steve Smith said something. Yeah, and he's, Steve he's Smith goes, I got I to gotta talk to him. <laughs> like Smith interrupts, like the guy, the kid's doing his drill at the NFL Combine. Steve Smith goes up to him. He's like, yo, yo, stop throwing it so hard. He's like, yeah. you're messing with people's money. <laughs> yeah. He says you're messing with people's money about the wide receivers. Like he's, you know, Smith's getting mad because he's a wide receiver. He's like, these guys are just trying to, like, do show they can catch a ball. And you got this six foot seven kid throwing the ball two hundred miles an hour at them. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's creating. There was one kid, even in the combine, he put his hand out and he pulled back in. He's like, "Screw this! I'm not busting my hand for this." Like, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> nobody um, held it against him. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so. It was guys, too funny. Yeah. Like, even, like even said, in the Michael last Irvin game, was crying, man. It was yeah, too oh, funny. Yeah. Like, even yeah, in the last yeah. game versus Troy, you saw Jackson Gabe. Like, he wasn't ready versus Troy in that bowl game. Like, the decisions at the end of that game of fall. Like, I'm cheering for the kid, but you got to stay in school, bro. Like, you're. you're this is where. No, you're exactly right. But you know what it is, Cam? This is exactly where you're in. Is the NCAA's dumb. This is where it's like, listen, this kid's going to go to the NFL because he needs the money for his family. Yep. Yet he's not ready for the NFL. He's going to hurt his own career. He's going to end up being a career backup if he's lucky. And he's going to, you know what I mean? He's getting thrown in here. But he's doing it because he knows he's going to get taken and he's going to get that cash. You know? Let's lend them. Let a bank lend the kid money. You know what I mean? Let a bank, let's say, let, let them go into a bank and say, people say, look, this kid's going to go to the NFL next year. You know, he's a little broke. You know, give him a line of credit here for $50,000. Kid still gets an education, stays in school. It's like you're forcing his hand, essentially. It's mm-hmm. excellent right? point, Gabe. You're forcing point. his hand. Like, what's wrong? Like, I'm not saying some shady booster or match fixer gives him the money. A lot of these kids, a lot of these kids are broke. That's the thing. Like, I know yeah, guys. Let an agent give them the money. Parents, yeah, their parents you know what have I mean? money, so they they help them out. These kids, it's different for them, man. It, it's it's absolute BS. I'm with you. That's an excellent point. Hell, a coach brings these kids over for a barbecue. Mike can get fired for feeding them. It's ridiculous. No, but it is, and it's easy for us to say. Because it sucks because he's not ready. So it's easy for us yeah. to say, oh, this kid should have stayed in. Oh, crazy move. No. Yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah, it's easy for us to say, right? This kid doesn't have any money. His parents don't have money. They need money. And it's like, all right, yeah, it's going to be rough, but I'm going to make $700,000. It's a lot of money. You know, to someone that doesn't have money or $800,000 is a third string or second string because he's too talented not to take, right? No one's going to leave up a kid that's six foot seven, 245 pounds and just ran a four or five or whatever he did. Right, people are going to jump on this kid. He, you even know what? I'm going to call. Even if they make him a tight end, you just read my mind. I'm going to call it out for what it is. He's got a cannon. He's raw, but like Cam said, man, he doesn't know the nuances of playing. You know, what he reminds me of Cam Brandon Bridges. It's a good call. Bridges, same thing. Like this big yeah. kid. It's like, dude, he's wide open, eight yards away. You just threw it like you threw a fastball at the guy. Like yeah. Brandon Bridges was raw. Played at South Alabama. You know, was good for one year, but very, very raw. Same thing. Needed money, uh, Mike. He's a Canadian yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, so he went to the CFL. He was like, basically, yeah. listen, I'll make, you know, half a million, you know, four, three hundred thousand a year in the CFL. I'm not going to be in NFL. I'm raw. And he just sort of doesn't get the doing still of being a quarterback. He's been in the league, but no touch. You sort of know, like, Jackson's a pure athlete. I agree 100% with you, Mike. Tyree Jackson, some coach can say, listen, kid, you've got an arm. We'll run a trick play for you every now and then, but you're a tight end. Like Logan Thomas and Trey Burton, those guys. Yep. Converted quarterbacks yep. in college. Good call. Quick break. We'll be back with Blue from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, ready to radio. Man, this hour just won't buy. Good stuff. 
Uh, Mike Blewett uh, with us, top shot football. We need to get in a levy of Bell. Kyler Murray, seems like a slam dunk. Kyler Murray uh, is going to uh, be taken by the Arizona Cardinals at this point. I legitimately believe it will happen. So now Josh Rosen's going to be on the market. And I don't know if teams are, how many teams are like, oh, Josh Rosen's got to be our quarterback. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, but ridiculous. Mike, it's ridiculous, though, guys, the way they're throwing him under the bus. Like Kurt Warner and an NFL GM today, I'll get to the update, said this guy's a third-round talent, yet they go and pay up for him, and he played one year with a with a hurting Cardinals team. Like, I got no problem. Like, yeah. I'm going to defend Josh Rosen here. I think it's absolute BS. Yeah. They're hurting yeah, the killing this kid. So I'm going to get value swear. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I called him third-round talent I, today. Bunch of bullshit. I never swear on air, but I, I was going to say I was going to say the same thing. It's bull. It, it is bull. It is. Because this exact same nonsense happened. At literally two years ago, after Jared Goff had a terrible rookie season with a coach that didn't know what he was doing with him, and people were talking about moving Goff in the offseason and what can you get for him, maybe a fourth. And it was completely throwing these guys under the bus when they were put in absolutely no position to succeed. Now, if Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury are on the same page and they feel like Kyler Murray is the guy to move forward, fine. But they're destroying Rosen's value through no fault of his own. If I were the Giants or Washington or a team like that, I'd pony up mm. a second or third round pick immediately because yes. then you can get a starting level quarterback at a huge discount without Excellent. having to give up that first round pick. You should be a yeah, GM, right? And, Thinking the same thing. Brilliant. Exactly. Do and you could argue that if Josh Rosen was in this year's quarterback class, he'd be the best quarterback. He'd be up I mean, there again. I mean, which who's yeah, you know who's Murray. grading higher? Uh, it's just Murray a love, it's a love, of, it's a love affair with Murray now. I I don't even know yeah. how you can combat that. I I I can't even. Well, it's a hype I, I love think, affair, which we called. I, I mean, the kid didn't work out, and his stock goes up. Like this is where we're at, right? Yeah. Kid didn't do anything, and it's like, oh yeah, he's number one now because he didn't do anything. Like he's played this out. You guys are right. Listen, Josh Rosen was the ninth overall pick of the draft. You can get him now for a second round pick. Because uh, it's like a car. It's been dro- driven off the lot. <laughs> There's no guarantee he's going to be great. But imagine getting that guy for not for not having given up a first rounder. Uh, he's a perfect, I think he's a perfect giant. He's a perfect Miami Dolphin. If I was the Dolphins, I'd be all over this. Thanks, Mike. Mike Blewett. No problem, guys. Take care. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. PSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. I got great news, guys. Oh. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Screw with your Fantasy Sports Radio update. Lots of NFL news, and this just in. It looks like the Cowboys are placing the franchise tag on defensive end Demarcus Lawrence. Sources telling NFL.com for a second straight year. 
Lawrence has been tagged by the team earlier today. It looked like the sides were far apart on a new deal, and the two-time Pro Bowler Lawrence says he's not signing the tag. The Cowboys have until July 15th to sign a long-term deal with him. He was on fire last year, 64 tackles, uh, 10 and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles during the 2018 campaign. He'll earn just over $20 million. The buzz is that the New York Jets are the favorite to land Le'Veon Bell, according to The Athletic. However, the Jets are not the lone team in the running, as the Eagles and Tampa Bay Bucks are expected to pursue Bell as well. New York also considering adding Tevin Coleman if they can't land Bell. Interesting stuff. The Jets like Coleman's low usage rate over the last four years and a much cheaper price to boot. New York Jets ranking 28th in uh, rushing last year. They got $102 million in available cap space ahead of free agency. Josh Rosen, as we just mentioned, getting attacked from all angles. It's nuts. A few high-profile NFL people not too high on the Arizona quarterback. Former card quarterback, Hall of Famer, and NFL analyst Kurt Warner and an NFL GM saying Rosen is worth about, quote-unquote, a third-round pick. After reports surfaced that the Cardinals are targeting quarterback Kyler Murray with the number one pick in the draft, questions arose. What will they do with Rosen, the current starter of the team? He was the 10th overall pick in 2018, and Arizona traded a third and a fifth to the Raiders to move up and to draft Rosen. The 22-year-old from UCLA started 13 games for the Cards, throwing for 2,278 yards, 11 TDs, and 14 picks. Doesn't seem fair that this guy's getting thrown under the bus like that. Despite a lot of chirping, it looks like three NFL teams interested uh, in Antonio Brown. In this latest report, the Raiders, Cardinals, Broncos, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, Oakland has been mentioned as a potential suitor as they have both draft picks and three first-round picks and $72 million in cap space. The Miami Dolphins shopping around Ryan Tannehill, and they've discussed a trade with the Redskins. The Dolphins bringing in Brian Flores to be their head coach. They're looking for a quarterback as well. Still with the Dolphins, reports indicate veteran running back Frank Gore wants to keep on playing. They're not sure if he's going to be with the Dolphins. The Houston Texans putting a franchise tag on Javanian Clowney today. The number one overall pick in the 2014 draft, producing 47 tackles, nine sacks, and three fumble recoveries in 2018. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers also putting a franchise tag on left tackle Donovan Smith before the March 5th deadline. Mercedes-Benz, we love these guys. The stadium continuing to slash prices. The Falcons announcing they will drop prices by 11% on popular food items, including hot dogs. Now a buck fifty down from two bucks. We like it. The venue will also be the first NFL and MLS stadium to introduce a cashless transaction model during Sunday's Atlanta FC home opener. Donald Trump added again after serving up fast food to the NCAA champion Clemson Tigers. The FBS champs got their fast food fill as well. North Dakota State today went to the White House enjoying Big Macs, French fries, and Chick-fil-A sandwiches. No, the Rams, <laughs> yes. They're, uh, for the record, they're, that stadium, Mercedes-Benz, has gone cashless. That's what I just said they in the update, yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah they it, got the first. Yeah, but you're, you're saying it like it's a good thing. It's not a good thing. It sucks. It's terrible. Like, who, who wants to go to a place that doesn't accept cash? No, so I, I, I love cash. the hot dog price. They own it. It's so good for you. You better have a card. I, you know, cashless society is here. I guess the sports world is the one. They're, they're the ones forcing it down, forcing it upon us. I'm not down with this at no, all. I, I, that's a good point. I was at just all. focused on the value menu, Gabe. I like cheap prices, but I like cash. I don't have any. I, I got enough problems with my cards. You, you get my drift? Rams and Cowboys discussing a preseason drunk and lose your card in a Falcon yeah. game. Yeah, and how is the guy who's like steered like down on your luck and you don't have any money? You have to apply for it. A lot of these cards won't give you things if you're not like listed and stuff. It's not good for people kind of live on the fringes of society. You bring up an excellent. You think point. every Falcon fan has a great credit rating? No, I would say they most have bad credit ratings. That's my guess. <laughs> I'd be right Kyrie, there with them. 
Yeah, exactly. My credit rate, I, 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 I own partly a place game, and uh, I got the worst credit rating going. I owe the bank everything. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah, I don't no, like this at all. So it's like pay safe cards. I'm going to have to start going to the pharmacy and buying, like, uh, I'm going to have to start buying, like, uh, MasterCard and paid visas to go to sporting events now. Yeah, and that, and they already take off a big percentage. You're going to get screwed twice. Like, I, what can you do on the exchange? Trust me, it's a, it's a bad scene. Kyrie Irving has been uh, disengaged and detached from teammates, Gabe. According to reports, things are getting bad. Jason Tatum reporting the lone teammate Irving close to his him, and it uh, looks like Irving's summer departure continues to escalate the, the Celtics in a big slump right now, so keep your eye on that. Seven games in the NBA, two in the that's NHL. Two we'll go through all. now, though. Yeah, that's, that's two uh, teams. Irving didn't get along with people in Cleveland either. That's So who's the problem? Him. Uh, him and LeBron deserve each other. Like, honestly, <laughs> no one wants to play with LeBron, and no one wants yeah, exactly. to play with Kyrie. He did apologize you guys won to a championship him. together. <laughs> just go, like, shut up. Just yeah. Seriously, I'm dead serious. That's the Lakers' best option now. They're not okay, well, yeah. We had a guy from L.A. on today. He's like, oh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's not going to the Lakers. No. Kyrie Irving would, though. That'd be great. Stay tuned, everybody. More Red Heat and Rage. We'll talk about everything we got in there. Coming up next, more sports talk. Game time decision. Yes. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. Game time decisions, ready, great radio continues on this uh, Monday afternoon. I'm Gabriel Pepsi, going down with Cam Stork. Uh, Tiger Woods actually is withdrawn. Correct. Tiger yep. Woods. Neck injury. Hopes to play, uh, hopes to play where? The uh, the players? The players, yeah. So this week it's uh, Bay Hill, the Arnold uh, Palmer Invitational. He's probably just trying to get ready for the players. He could probably play through it. Gabe Tenth in his last start. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he'll, he'll try to make it to the, the, the players, and uh, not this week, but the following week. So no panic time. It's not a bad injury. He also said in, in the in the story that uh, his back's okay. He's got a pinched nerve in his neck, and he's going to try to work through it. Um. Yeah, you know, the, the television executive's got to be said, ah, oh, damn, because Tiger definitely still equals ratings in the golf world. But that's the thing, Cam. I mean, if everything comes together for him, I guess he can play. But this is the thing. I mean, we're coming off the off season and he's still hurt already. You know what I mean? Like, he's just not durable enough to get through a, a regular golf season. And to me, it's hard to play at that extremely high level if you're not playing all the time, too. It's like a catch-22. It's, it's also play every week to work out the kinks and get his grind away. No. Like if Tiger, like, was in good shape and he played, all right, I'm playing 10 out of 12 tournaments, he might bag a win. But it, you know it, dude. You know it better than I do, but I know you can't just show up every three weeks and, oh, I'm going to put it together. I'm, I'm, I'm gearing for that tournament. It doesn't work like that. you got to get into a rhythm and start yeah. playing good golf. You can't just show up, if you know? If anybody can do it, it's him, and probably at the Masters. But I do agree, and it's funny that you mentioned that with the ratings and stuff. You've seen what's happened recently. Uh, Justin Thomas, one of the more popular players, is feuding with the USGA. There's a lot of stuff, Gabe. We'll talk about it after the break. I wanted to get into it with this with you because there's so much NFL news. But there's crazy things happening on the PGA Tour. Like a lot of players are uh, backlashing. They hate. They hate the new rule changes. Brooks Kepka's called guys out. Uh, he almost won last week. Like there's a lot of things going on with these new rule changes, and players are pissed. They're 
were absolutely pissed. Alex Chayka got DQ'd from a tournament because his score his scorebook was too big. It didn't match four and a half by seven inches. Like, are you kidding me? The guy had an old scorebook and they DQ'd him. Like, it's golf's getting out of control. They're supposed to they, make it easier. They and they're making it harder. Like, give me a break. What you got? What do they care? What you can't? You, they measure your score. They yes, measure the score. Yes, like, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. You can't write your score on a bigger yeah, piece of paper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. It's so stupid. I don't even know why they have to do their own scores. That's I, dumb. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decision, French Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports and Radio Network. All right, it's interesting. Uh, Drew just sent a uh, Drew just sent a uh, a link actually to this cashless cashless um, society stuff, in which uh, there could be some laws coming to protect legal tender. That's what I'm saying. Like we're still in an era, man, where money should be accepted. You know, they need to, like, do a complete, like, five-year type of deal and tell people, all right, listen, five years from now, your money won't be good anymore. No more paper money. But you can't just, like, cut people off like this. And it's it's curious to me that they're using sports to do it, where I guess they figure it'll be the path of least resistance because sports fans really won't have a choice, right? Yet... You know, it's just it's 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 a slippery slope, dude. Like I stated, just imagine, Cam, cash not accepted, right? You 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 want to buy beer? No card. You want to buy tickets? No card. Like no cash. You can't get into the game without cash. It's just you know. So what is money like? Paper money? It's still it should still be accepted. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like pennies. pennies. Like in Canada, like they're they're not down with pennies anymore. Yeah, like in no Canada, money. they don't give you pennies as change anymore. They're trying to get them out of the circulation. They round so, up. Right they round everything up now. Even exactly. So if something's ninety-three cents, it's ninety. Give ninety-five. You, yep. If it's exactly. ninety-two, you give them ninety. Ninety. Except you can still pay with pennies, but you're on the clock with that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I like had pennies said, from my yeah. trip to the states, Gabe, and at Chopper Drug Mart. They, uh, yeah, they're like, sir, do you have anything but those pennies? Like. They have to take them, but they didn't like taking them. I can tell you that. I had a mitt full of pennies. No, you got to go to a Look bank at, almost. They, yeah, no, they, they roll them up. Yeah, that's what I want to go. I want to go buy more paper to roll up pennies. It just makes it even well, more no. of a disaster. Like, give me a break. Come on. <laughs> they're going, they're bending over backwards to get them out yeah. of circulation. And exactly. You back up with them. Hey, guys. Know, hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, I got 17 pennies. Oh, God, this asshole. <laughs> Yeah, no, because that's the thing. I say pennies. Like, yeah, no, I was a little light on uh, paper the other night, <laughs> and um, yeah. I walked into uh, Michael's Pizzeria, and uh, I got a pizza. I paid with like uh, four dollars in cash, and I literally busted out like sixty dimes, Cam. Awesome. I've thrown all my change in a bag all the time. That's what I do, hey, buddy. I, it's a great. Oh, yeah, I already plucked great. through the quarters. I, I once plucked through all the quarters, so I was, I was like, all right, I'll go. I was like, man, I got a lot of dimes here. But it's easy because they're small. 
Exactly. Next thing I knew, dude, I had six bucks. I was like, man, trust I got me. 60 dimes. I Red just slapped 60 dimes down. I told him, trust me, there's 60 of them. <laughs> Don't be mad. Don't honestly. You should give yourself a pat on the back. I did that at the liquor store. I carry, you know me, my, with my Ziploc bags. I carry a Ziploc bag full of change, and I was sitting. I'm like, ah, I don't really have a lot of money. I go, I don't want to bust out a bill for this. So I literally laid down. I bought a six pack of Steam Whistle and two be- two tall boys there. It was like twenty something dollars. Boom, twenty one do- nickels, dimes, quarters, whatever. Exactly. Hey, it's, it's my. Hey, we're gonna tell me no. It's my money. I got it in a Ziploc bag, and I don't want to break this twenty. So I'm gonna give you my change. And the lady goes, Oh, well, yeah, I was no broke. Yeah, like I was broke, and I essentially had a uh, pizza just lying on my floor and change. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I was like, it, look buddy. down. I'm Don't like, discriminate. Oh, man, there's like a dollar and twenty-five and change right there. I popped it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, saving. Man, my I got a lot of dimes in this bag, you know. And the next thing you knew, I had more than enough. I went from being, awesome. oh, this is great. I can't afford a pizza to, oh, I got to, you know. Trust like me. you said, it's like, uh, it's like those prepaid credit cards. I hate leaving money on them. <laughs> so. I've gone in like to grocery stores. I'm like, yeah, put 79 cents on this card. Because I read this thing. They literally make like $400 million a year. They prepay visas and stuff where there's like a dollar twenty left or 80 cents. Because some people are too embarrassed to like That's say, oh, thing. charge a dollar 80. I'm they not. know it. And I'm they not. keep it. They keep the money. They make nope. the money. Know what, know what they do too? There's a rule now with gift cards, right? Like you can't. Back in the day, they had expiry dates for gift cards. Oh, so basically, too, yeah. oh yeah, no, it's so it's so yeah, wrong. Like, so year, so yeah. that's the thing. So that's the thing, right? So people had gift cards. I remember I gave Lisa a gift card for a hundred bucks, whatever. Uh, can't use it. So the government had a big discussion. They're like, listen, you can't do that to people who misplace gift cards. But what they do in the situation is, once the gift card is activated from a certain point, each month, to your point, they're allowed to deduct eighteen cents, whatever. There's a, there's some kind of like, trust me, it is an absolute scam people if you get a gift card basically what i do i had a 50 dollar pizza gift card just buy as much as you want get two pies the chicken tenders or whatever because the, the way i look at it is i try to spend it all on one hit now because the minute it's activated it can get diminished simple tips gabe i'll give you good tips for living like with my big ziploc bag of money i'm with you i'm proud of you for actually doing that you know i that's what i do i put my change in a big big bag and one day i go you know what today's a change day i'm not big I'm not busting out bills. I'm not going to the bank, whatever. I got 40 bucks in change there. I get my six-pack of beer. I get some bread, uh, cheese slices, you know, a grocery day with, Listen to with this. change. No problem. And, and here it is. This is from The Guardian. The cashless society is a con, and big finance is behind it. Banks are closing ATMs and branches in an attempt to nudge us towards digital services, and it's for their own benefit. Um, all over the world, Western banks are shutting down cash machines and branches to try to push you into using digital payments and digital banking infrastructure. Just like Google wants everyone to access and navigate the broader internet via its privately controlled search portal, financial institutions want everyone to access and navigate the broader economy through their system. Another aim is to cut costs in order to move profits. Uh, branches require staff. Replacing it with standardized self-service uh, apps will allow the senior managers of financial institutions to directly control and monitor interactions with customers. Uh, banks, of course, will tell you a different story about why they want to do this. I really see got a letter from a bank telling me they're shutting down local branches because customers are turning to digital. And thus, they're responding to changing customer preferences. Uh, I like what he goes, I'm a customer. They never asked me. I never told them to shut yeah. the branch down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And remember me, Gabe, when I get paid by, by our work here, I'm one of the only ones. They hate guys like me. 
because I have to go in and change the American check into Canadian. So there has to be a teller there. Everybody else uses the machines or whatever, right? So they need to, like, usually there's no one there. I got to go deal. The manager's like, oh, Mr. Stewart, you've been waiting there for 15 minutes. I'll help you. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's crazy. And a lot of these smaller banks, too, like these uh, in the States, I forget what it's called, Voya. It's basically the Tangerine, both the USA and Canada, same thing. They're not branches, but they have certain affiliations with uh, certain cash uh, companies and machines. They don't have they don't have places where you can go to bank. You do it all over the phone with the customer service agent. They don't have branches. Yeah, the things are getting pretty crazy, man. I'm t- I'm with you. Uh, scary times. Yeah, Keep well, your change. We walk into this. People Keep like it, change. right? Because um, there's the new thing too, where there's just going to be. It's called uh, I think it's called Clear Me. So basically, instead of a ticket, you would sort of you would buy your ticket online, uh, everything online. So you just show up, Cam, and then facial recognition. So you don't even need the digital ticket. So basically, all right, I bought a ticket on StubHub. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. I show up to the arena, and I just sort of scan my eyes. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's where you're sitting. You know what I mean? That's where we're at now. And people think it's cool. They, they think, oh, it's convenient, it's modern and everything. No, but really, no, it is no, ultimately no. about control, tracking, profit. Because now, now there's fees. There's fees to all these cards. There's no fees to cash. Yeah, like you said, let's say let's say the Knicks the Knicks go to cashless. So I go to a Nick game. All right, now I've got to. Uh, I guess they'll use debit cards too, right? So it won't just be credit. Um, but all right, so what if you know every that's more more charges for your card unless you have a uh, unless you have a um, you know unlimited unlimited use of the card. What if you're elderly? Some old people don't like. They're not down with this stuff. They don't have cards no. or you know. No, I mean? they it's like just... to talk to the tellers and stuff. And life's confusing when you get older. And I got their back. Yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think we find uh, seniors with the uh, money stuck in their TV in the what back if you of go the to a game, and, or, or, or yeah, exactly. What or, if you go to a game and for some mattress. reason your card doesn't work? Your card's like I don't know. I do have money here, but I got it rejected. Tough and, shit. You're and not that, getting an and answer. That, and that'll happen a lot of time. What about their machinery yeah. going down? It might not yeah. be on your yeah. end. It might not be on your end. It could be them. Oh, we're, uh, we're having problems with our interaction. Ranieri brought this today. up today. He goes, what if there's yeah. a mass shutdown with the Internet yeah. or something and no one can get into the game? It happens all the time. You know what I like is they can't let you vote online. But no, it's they true. say it's not reliable enough, but all the world economy is done online. <laughs> Great points. <laughs> and yet they can't count these stupid ballots. It's like the opposite. It's easier to rig the paper election. (laughs) There's always nefarious reasons for everything. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. These guys are real one-hit waters. Come, come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come, 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 my lady. Butterfly, sugar, baby. 
Catchy Soul. song, good song, but yeah, they. Yeah, now, wait, what's wait, the wait, name wait, of this wait. artist? Oh, God. Yeah, Butterfly has a song. song. Crazy, yeah, Crazy Town. <laughs> wow, come, come, my lady. This is, yeah, that, they are the definition of one hit wonders. Like, that really is, like. Oh yeah, that was their that was their that was their tune, buddy. That was the one. <laughs> it wasn't like, very hard to write. Me and you, me, me and you could have wrote that one on the can. Like, yeah. come, come, well, my lady. It. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, know what? More power to them. <laughs> You're right. We're talking about bags of uh, with money and Ziplocs, and <laughs> they wrote a song. <laughs> I wish I wrote. See, we should too. be playing for on top of this. We should play uh, Prodigy. So, um, uh, R.I.P. to Prodigy. The singer of uh, Prodigy passed away. And uh, Luke Perry, Luke Perry yep. of uh, Beverly Hills, nine zero two one zero, passed away today, fifty two years old. Too bad uh, for Luke Perry. And I just retweeted the scene from The Simpsons, if you recall, when yeah. Krusty got canceled. Um, turned out Luke Perry's is uh, his half brother. <laughs> Remember? That's right. And, yes, I do. Yeah, Luke excellent. Perry said, "Any anyway, way can help my half brother out." And Krusty put him in a cannon. Are you comfortable in there, Luke Perry? <laughs> they blasted him through the window um, in, into the pillow factory. But, uh, yeah, Luke Perry and, you know, Beverly Hills is, you know, one of those sort of, you know. People don't realize how big that show was at the time if you're younger. Massive, massive. Like, I don't know what the equivalent would be, but they're so, they were sort of like Bieber before Bieber. They weren't musicians, but... They were like, you know, they were the biggest, one of the biggest stars in America, actually, really, at the time, that show. But um, him and Jason Priestley, actually cool dudes in real life. Like, like yep. uh, Luke Perry's a cool dude, and Jason, Jason Priestley, Canadian guy, who's, I'm just saying, they're not like pretty boy douchebags in real life. Like, you know, like Luke Perry was in some other show, Riverdale, I guess he was doing a good job. I don't, I don't watch it, but... It's too bad. Only 52. Too young to go. Especially, you know, I'm 48. So, when I hear, ooh, 52. It goes. We're not here forever, man. It doesn't matter if you're on Beverly Hills 90210 or you're, uh, you know, you're on welfare living in an apartment. When it's your time to go, no. it's your time to go. You said it, Gabe. And uh, um, I think uh, Luke Perry was only there once. But when I worked at Chulis Joe's, Jason Priestley uh, was a regular. And I got to talk to him all the time. Uh, when I worked the horse book and uh, the football games there, he came in and uh, he'd always come in for the San Francisco games uh, for the West Coast stuff versus Seattle. And I was always wearing my Seattle gear. So race he was really, really cool. Priestley. Yeah, race. Yeah, race. He almost died in a yeah. race car accident, too. He's a big Great sports guy. Fan, yeah. was always always friendly to me you know i showed him the horse book and stuff like that those guys were very very nice to the customers and like had he, had he had time for everybody so you know what i mean from my experience i didn't really know i know luke perry was there i didn't really know him but J jason Priestley, a regular at the bar and me and lisa got to know him pretty well he's very nice to us great guy uh, um so yeah r.i.p uh rest in peace to luke perry at yep there's, uh, I hate to say it, but these things, they really do come I in threes. Know. Come in threes, they do, I know. So somebody somebody famous is going to bite bite it in the next, uh, I don't know, probably in the next few hours, actually, Gab. <laughs> I hope not. Let's just hope it's not, it's not you or me. <laughs> me too. Me, me too. <laughs> you get a lecture to turn the show somehow. Yeah, The ceiling collapses. <laughs> Knowing me, it would be really something stupid, like slipping on ice and cracking my skull open or something. It will, it will, it'll be something really dumb, like 
big lay. I, I guess you, I, I, I've been very close to, to, to death before with, uh, I told you, Gabe, I had a horrible car accident when I was younger where I totaled the car and flipped it seven times. And the, the cop says he's never seen anybody walk away from an accident that bad. So I'm already playing with house money. <laughs> you know, no, it was pretty crazy stuff. Like that car was an accordion. Like I crawled out of it. My buddies, I thought I was dead. It was crazy. Just, I was lying, just in a ask you. lying in a ditch with glass, and yeah, it was crazy. It was how many uh, how many salads you had recently? I'm <laughs> um, gonna say not many. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't really like lie. To you. you can't even lie. You're like uh, I'm gonna say not many. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't been eating salad at all, bro. Maranci, that's the thing. Like, you get me on a court of law. Like, I can't lie. I've always. That's why I never play poker. That's what I tell Kurtz on the weekend. I, I can't lie, but you. Like, you call me out. Like, I did make sure. Well, I know uh, you chili. well too. There's a little hesitation. Yeah, hesitation. yeah, when, yeah. <laughs> when I'm hesitating, it's, it's like, like, yeah, I'll tell them the truth. <laughs> it's like if you know each other long enough. It's like it's in Seinfeld. Yeah. He calls home once, and Kramer Kramer's there. And Jerry sends him over the phone. He goes, you're cooking spaghetti sauce without a shirt on, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry, Kramer's like, hesitates. He's like, no, no, I'm not. And it's hilarious. Jerry says to him, oh, yeah, what color shirt are you wearing? And instead of just lying, Kramer's like, damn it. He's like, damn it. <laughs> like, he gets like, Jerry knows like right away. It's just too funny. I can tell with you, too, when you're hesitant. Well, uh, not many. <laughs> No, not many. I did make I did that make a like chili months ago. Yang Yang would be proud of me though. I made a chili with low fat uh, chicken instead of the beef. So yeah, and it's pretty good. It's got uh, beans in it. It's got beans, low fat chicken, uh, corn, all sorts of good stuff in there. So you're right. Salads at a low, but uh, yeah. more more chilies. I was in a store the other day. I went to Trader Joe's. <coughs> it was like I saw Bless the you. fruits and vegetables. Yep. It's one of the like the healthier stores. Oh, so, for sure. I'm all like, all right, dude, we'll kill you. Get some fruit and vegetables here. And there's all these hot chicks shopping. Cam, I walked around the fruits and vegetables section for like five, ten minutes. I was like, ah, I'll buy some orange juice. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, like me. I didn't too. even buy an apple. Like, I was like, I like, I don't even like any of this stuff, man. Like, you know what I mean? You go in with good like, intentions. Buy some orange juice. That's what yeah, I'm doing. I'm getting I, walk, juice, you know? I walk in with good intentions, right? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll pick up some stuff. It was the same thing. I went shopping for vegetables. I'm walking out with a pack of drumsticks. Like, I'm just like, what? A, I'm brutal. Mr. Noodles. Like, I'm just like, wow, they're cheap. Five That's for dollar forty-nine. Like, I'm such an idiot. I got, I got, I got ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, you're like, we're brutal. <laughs> I like these. Yeah, I like this. Four drumsticks. I got macaroni cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got butter chicken. But yeah, I, uh, what am I gonna do? Start buying broccoli. Yeah, yeah I've, I've lived this long like this. I don't know. Maybe I should start taking vitamins or something. Like, That's the thing. Vegetables. Excellent point. I was. It's so funny you mentioned that. That's what I have been doing. I got, I got some multivitamins. I'm like, if I'm not going to eat like better or whatever, I'm still going to do this. At least pop one of these centrums in me. You know what I mean? So I did go uh, try the multivitamin. It's a good start. Like it's not perfect. To, you get getting vitamins from food is a better move. But uh, I'm telling you, if once you get that uh, multivitamin in you, and you don't have to get the name brand kind, they got generic ones. Pop them in. And, uh, you'll feel better. And I'll tell you, Gabe, another great thing is those NRC packets are great. Like when you're really beat down, like those, uh, I was, after I did my show with Kurtz this weekend, I was very feeling very unhealthy on yeah, Sunday. I apologize. I, uh, don't, what? Uh, for what? On, uh, well, I was going to call in, but. Uh, ah, don't uh, worry about it. You got, you I was in a deep going. sleep. Oh, I know. I was it in happens. a deep sleep Saturday. Like, uh, I don't sleep ever, right? Like, yeah. stuff's killing me. It catches up. <laughs> so. You know, it sure does. I literally. Buddy. 
I literally woke up, Cab, at like like twelve fifty or something. I'm like, oh, these guys are up, but I'm like, they'll get through yeah. it. Yeah, we will fly here. Like, we just we just we just talk our games. <laughs> you know, and then I was like, oh, I'll call Sunday. But I was hungover on Sunday. I woke up and I'm like, oh God, I want to throw up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the thing because Kurtz knows like he he's more of a, a hockey guy, more college basketball. It'd be nice to throw some college basketball stuff at you. But the good news is yeah, uh, baseball's baseball's right around baseball's right around the corner too, buddy. So uh, we got that. But I do suggest for everybody out there like me and Gabe who don't like you know going out for vegetables and stuff all the time. I do buy tomatoes and cucumbers. I make ghetto salads like that, but they're not really like full salads. But get multivitamins. Start with some multivitamins and. And, uh, take it from there. It's a good move, Gabe. Get get vitamins. You'll feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna buy some vitamins tonight. That's exactly funny. I just I just did over the weekend because I was feeling so beat down on Sunday. I went to Shoppers Drug Mart. I got some multivitamins. I feel not too bad today. I'm beat down. You know but, what I got to do? You know? mm-hmm. I got to go buy. I'm hoping this is gonna work. I don't know what it is, dude. Like uh, there's something about these boots that I get. Man, they get uh, they get stinky. Yeah, moist. Like uh, the sole. What's the, yeah, like yeah, something. It's like, so the thing is, I had to buy a second pair. Like I have like four boots here. They're the same ones. Like the other ones lasted a year, but they just stank. I couldn't save them. Like I put new soles in them and those like the soles I put in them got tainted. Like you know what I mean? Like, like they were tainted like at the bottom somehow. So these new ones, I've been very, very cautious. Like, you know what I mean? You know, like, uh, you know, no no dirty socks, clean feet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yep, in, yep. like, all right, all right. Like, I can't. That's what I do with my I shoes. Go through shoes. Certain shoes don't these make nice it shoes, out. Kev. Yep. No, they all stink. They all stink. So I can't I can't go through boots every two months like this. So <laughs> I'm going to try, Kev. I'm going to buy the liquid Febreze, and I'm, I'm literally going to pour, like, half the bottle in these things and let them dry after. You think it's going to work? Actually, I'll tell you a couple things that that I'm going to spray for, for the a minimum. Camp, you know what I no, mean? No, what you got to do. I hate to say it. This is how you do it. Instead of thinking about a, a load of laundry, grab a brush, a soft brush, and use the liquid detergent. So pour it right in the sole. Brush it from the inside. You got to get in there with a small brush. Brush it and run it through a delicate. No, no, trust me. I know a lot about domestic stuff, Gabe. You'd be surprised. A small delicate cycle whatever and then just have those things on the side but i will say not the name uh, the br- name kind those extra ones i know they're about twenty dollars those super soles and after you clean them out and dry them off then put a super backup sole in there too it'll save your boots it won't last forever though because i got stinky feet too i got a real foot odor problem too and those powders don't work like uh like you know the commercial hey my wife she says i got swamp foot like that stuff lasts for like a couple hours like if you're out there moving and shaking and don't wear good shoes out on uh on rain nights i i have i, I was wondering I about that cam i was wondering you could about wash that. it I'm like why do these boots smell so much then you know what i remember <laughs> you would be in vegas last year at march madness for some reason yeah. i was wearing those boots with no socks and stuff for like yeah four days see that, 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 like, that, yeah, that's, that's how you get <laughs> swamp foot <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, what did I do? Like, what the hell, man? Bare feet, four days in Vegas? Trip to Vegas. My feet were sweating during the games. I'm running around the sports book. Very (laughs) true. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Morning after Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Television Network, Sports Byline. I'm Gabriel Morenci, the Midtown Manhattan Studio 34. Joe Ranieri's throwing it down in Florida. We'll talk some college basketball a little bit later on. I actually like uh, the college basketball card from a, a betting perspective uh, this evening. I think the dogs can be barking. Mm. Dogs can be barking. And a uh, shout out to Suter Lisa, who hates uh, Texas uh, with every fiber. And uh, when I said that uh, Chris Boyd of the Texas Longhorns was asked if he uh, has uh, both testicles, um, I said, oh, you know, that's kind of a ridiculous question. And uh, Sooner Lisa, being an Oklahoma Sooner fan, goes, no, it's a legitimate question asking a Texas Longhorn if he has both balls. So <laughs> uh, even in the offseason, Sooner Lisa's bringing it. Let's bring uh, Brian Baldinger in right now. NFL Network, Fox Sports, Compass Media, Network's football analyst and all-around badass. Baldy's breakdowns have been kicking my ass. Love the, uh, the quick uh, breakdowns for the combine. Brian Baldinger joins us. Uh, Brian, welcome to the program, man. Good morning. How you doing? I'm, good. I'm doing good, man. Good morning to you guys. Let me, let me ask you, uh, Brian. I saw Mike Vrabel um, last week. Almost seem like aggravated by the combine. He goes, I actually feel sorry for these guys. Everyone picking on them and like prodding them. He's like, I look at the tape. Can they make a play? Um, where are you on the combine? Are you, you know, is the combine just a part of the process? Like, are you more of a game tape guy? Do you want to see how a kid played in the, in, in the big games in college? What, what are you looking for, Baldy? I'm, uh, I'm on Vrabel's side on this uh, on this argument that will always go on. I feel like sometimes the combine just gives a lot of general managers and personnel directors kind of a crutch to lean on when they pick guys that can't play, but they tested really, really well. And they'll always go back and say, well, you know, he ran a 4-4-3 yep. at 277 pounds. And, and so I, I look for production. I look for guys that, you know, play a lot of plays. Um... You know, the game's important, whether it's, uh, you know, against South Alabama or against Alabama. The game's important regardless of who they play against. And um, and so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for guys that, you know, played a lot of a lot of plays and played a lot of games and, you know, played through injuries and all those kind of things. So I'm looking at the tape. I'm looking at the tape right now and just seeing if some of these guys that look all world like a Montez Sweat uh, did it combine if it really transfers to the NFL and to what they did in college. And sometimes it doesn't. It's funny that you said that as far as it gives them a crutch, because that's what I said last week. When people said, well, what's the big deal about Kyler Murray? Ooh, that he tested at 5-10-1. I said, because now legitimizes it. If you're a GM, you can say, no, nah, he wasn't too short. He was the same size as, as Russell Wilson. As you stated, it, it almost uh, it's almost a built-in excuse. So I want to ask you, too. Um, about players taking plays off. If a kid sort of takes plays off in college, is that a sign of things to come in the NFL? Like, if you've seen guys, you're like, you know, I don't know if he's going to bring it on every play, especially once we make them rich. 
But then he did. Do you do you notice that, Baldy? Like how much if if a kid doesn't have a motor all the time in college, will he have that motor in the NFL? <laughs> Uh, it depends. I mean, if you take a guy like, say, Haloti Nada, who's been a great NFL player, um, you could have said that about him at Oregon. And sometimes, you know, it's they didn't think making him play on the other side of the field. Now, that, that could be a debate, too, about Haloti. He, he, he hasn't been that guy in the NFL. He's been an all-pro most of the years that he's been in the NFL. Uh, but by and large, guys that, you know, take plays off or loaf, that's kind of who they are. But you could have said that about Jadeveon Clowney, and but you know you don't want to block Jadeveon Clowney on Sundays anymore. Um, you know he was a certifiable MVP candidate for much of the season this year. So I think sometimes they get to the NFL and they realize this is what their living is going to depend on, and they do kind of change their approach a little bit. So um, it doesn't always it, it doesn't always transfer. Those guys with the motor that looks like it needs to go a little and run a little hotter than it did. It doesn't always transfer to the NFL. Hey, Brian, it's Joe Ranieri. I got to ask you, besides uh, the Underwear Olympics and watching these kids run and bench press and all that, there's also another game being played, and that's the the spin game from teams and organizations. How much stock do you put into all of a sudden the Cardinals at the Combine making it seem as if uh, Kyla Murray is their guy, uh, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, and Josh Rosen is out? How much stock do you put into what you hear at the Combine like that? Not much. I mean, we're 53 days away, you know, from the draft. I mean, so there's a lot that goes into this whole process. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray is going to have his pro workout in Norman. Uh, he's going to have a lot of private workouts. He's going to be a lot of private meetings uh, where they're really going to pick his brain. They're going to put him on the board. They're going to look at a lot of other factors. But I don't think there's any question that uh, and normally Cliff Kingsbury do Big 12 games on Saturdays. I sat in Cliff's office a bunch over the last years when Mahomes was there and different guys were around. Uh, there's no question that he has an interest in what Kyler Murray can do and what his offense can look like. I think it's. I think <laughs> I don't think that there's any sort of charade there, but I'd say it's far too early to say that Arizona is going to take Kyler Murray number one right now. Uh, before we get into the, I got a couple of questions about the Eagles um, uh, with you, Brian Baldinger joining us out of Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Networks. Who are a couple of guys that if you if uh, if you're like if you're Mayock and you're running a team now, <laughs> right? So you're like, all right, I want this guy. I like this guy a lot. Um, who are a couple of guys? Who are the real winners as far as you're concerned uh, this week? And let's talk about the defensive linemen because man, there, were, there was a lot of guys coming in here this weekend. Um, and some of them sort of differentiated themselves from each other, but it's such a defensive heavy draft in the top 10. Which were the guys that you liked the most uh, this weekend? Well, I think, you know, I mean, Nick Boza, I mean, I don't think he did anything to supplant his billing as being the best, probably pure pass rusher in this whole draft. He's got a great deal of skill. Uh, reminds you an awful lot of his brother. Um, you know, I think uh, Allen out of you know Kentucky is going to be a real force. Um, you know, I think uh, Quinnen Williams at Alabama, uh, Clemson is, is or Alabama is certainly a guy that you have to look at right now as a guy that just changes the game uh, inside. So, I mean, I think there's a lot. I mean, both these linebackers, Devin White and Devin Bush, um, you know, they look like human vacuum cleaners. Yeah. You know, playing linebacker at the speed <laughs> they do right now. And I, I think it kind of gets undervalued. 
it kind of gets undervalued. But these guys are, I, I think they're going to play much like they did in college at the NFL level. So I wanted to ask you about the Philadelphia Eagles. You're talking about Nick Foles. Looks like Nick Foles is going to be moving on to Jacksonville. Yeah, do you like the fit for the Jags uh, for Foles? It seemed like it was a perfect fit with with Frank Reich, with Doug Peterson, and with Nick Foles. The chemistry was there. And the chemistry evidently was still there with Coach Peterson and, and the Eagle receivers after the fact. We saw the spark uh, that Nick had uh, with this team. But do, do you like the move from Jacksonville's uh, perspective? What's your take on Nick Foles? Now that he's going to be the guy, because they always said, uh, being a Bills fan, I remember, uh, um, you know, I remember in the Frank Wright days, you know, the backup quarterback's always the most popular guy in town until he's the starting quarterback, right? <laughs> like, so now Nick Foles is that guy. He's going to be that guy. How do you think it plays out uh, in uh, in Jacksonville? Well, I think it's a good match. I mean, John D. Filippo is the offensive coordinator there now, and he was the quarterback coach in Philadelphia. And he coaches really hard. Nick knows how hard he coaches. and He's very demanding. And he was demanding on Carson. He was demanding on Nick. And I think it made both those players better players in Philadelphia. I think the language will be very similar for Nick to, to learn. I think he's got a really good team around him. I think, they'll, you know, I think that team will rebound. I, I think they lost all faith in Blake Bortles. And they sort of um, they just crumbled from within. But I think there's still an awful lot of good players on that team. And so I think in a lot of ways, I think Jacksonville's built up a lot like the Eagles. I think they're built very strong in the trenches the way the Eagles were. I think they'll protect really well up front. I think they'll have a good, strong uh, running game with Leonard Fournette. And so I expect Nick to play well, and I expect him to, to be a good fit in Jacksonville. We're not going to ask you about the Le'Veon Bell uh, talk of the Philadelphia, which sounds nice. And... Uh, Philadelphia, the Eagles have always been, uh, they've been recently pretty aggressive when it comes to um, to trying to make their team better. But what about the salary cap? Uh, can, can they make this work? And I'm no capologist, but it seems like the Eagles just don't have the room to do this unless they, they shuffle the deck um, quite a bit. Uh, what, what are you hearing? What's your feeling about Le'Veon Bell and the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, I know it's a natural, you know, it's a natural um you know, connected dots type of uh, conversation from outside the walls of Novacare in Philadelphia. But I'd be very surprised. I mean, just knowing some of the guys that make decisions in Philadelphia, they gave up draft picks, you know, for, you know, guys like Golden Tate this year. And I just don't think they're going to do anything like that anymore. I think they know that they need to build through the draft. I think they need to find, you know, running backs in the draft. And I think that's the direction they're going to go. I'd be very surprised, even if they could create, the cap space. I'd be surprised if they did that with Levian Balance. No knock on Levian or his talent or what he could do to help Philadelphia. There's no question he could help. But I think they want to build for the long term, and I think they want to build, you know, through the draft. And I, I don't think they're going to give up any compensation or the type of salary it's going to take to get Levian Bell. And so I'd be surprised if they actually did it. You had made the comment, Brian, uh, that you thought Colts general manager Chris Ballard had some of the best eyes you've ever seen in the draft last year. Who are some of the guys at this combine, some of the uh, GM, some of the organizations you think have that same kind of eyesight? Well, I think Joe Douglas, you know, and Andy Weidel and Howie Roseman in Philadelphia have good eyes. Uh, it will be interesting to see Baltimore now without Ozzie Newsom at the very top. Uh, we know all the guys that are in place right now. They've been there a long time. 
But it's not Ozzy there anymore. Yep. And I thought Ozzy had an excellent draft a year ago. And so can Baltimore continue to draft, um, you know, with the elite teams in the league without Ozzy kind of, uh, you know, heading the, the personnel department? You know, I think John Dorsey did an excellent job in Cleveland last year, and I'm anxious to see how he builds upon that this year. Uh, Brian, before we get you out of here, we were talking uh, earlier about the questions uh, that are asked, and some of them can be pretty insulting. The testicle question is, uh, is uh, well, whatever, but Ja'Kai uh, Polite um, from the Florida Gators really didn't have a good process here, good weekend in which he seemed to clash uh, with some people. I do stand with the players. I think some of the questions are stupid, but... He said that they asked me about a lot of the bad plays and they showed tape where I made mistakes. How come they don't show the good stuff? But, I, you know, I, you got to deal with bad stuff, right? Isn't that part of being a pro where it's kind of ugly on Monday morning when you're in the room looking at what you did wrong? I guess they want to see how you're going to react to this, right? No doubt. No question about it. I mean, most players, and I'm not picking on Jakai here, but most players want to be told the bad plays. And even though it hurts, um, you know, and you may be gripping with your fingernails underneath the desk and somebody's telling you something critical about yourself. But, you know, the good plays, you hope that everybody sees those and those are the ones that get you excited. But, you know, I kind of concentrate on the bad plays and the plays that, you know, that tell you that you need to improve in certain areas. And that's what college players should be looking for and listening for, I think. I, I think the, the, the NFL – Personnel people that aren't asking those questions aren't doing their teams and their department service if they're not asking about those type of plays. Yeah, you want to hear the kids say, yeah, I know I did it wrong there, and I'm not going to do that again. I see what I did, as opposed to saying, oh, come on. How dare how dare you bring this up? All right, we encourage people to check out uh, Brian's uh, Twitter, Baldy NFL. Some great takes as far as the combine is concerned. Thanks for the time, Brian. All right, my pleasure, guys. Take care now. Have a good one. Thanks. Uh, Brian Baldinger with us. Yeah, we'll get into the, the combine process, somebody's questions, and Ja'Kai Polite and his complaints, which he really doesn't have a complaint. Like That's part of you know being a professional. But they're going to want to see if you can correct the mistakes. Morning after, it continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Level three approaching. Very quick uh, show. Thanks to Brian Baldinger. Baldy's yeah. takes. Uh, I like joining us uh, on the program. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Brian Baldinger. He, he breaks it down. Smart guy. Uh, smart guy. Covers the Philadelphia Eagles uh, as well. Eagles will be an interesting team uh, now with Carson Wentz um, in, in the post-Nick Foles era. And Nick Foles going to be going to Jacksonville. And, you know, all, I respectfully disagree. Uh, with uh, with, with Baldinger. If I'm Jacksonville, I would have drafted a young quarterback, Cam. 
I'm telling you, Gabe, I hit uh, Jacksonville hard, one of my biggest totals uh, with Nick Foles there. I, ho- I hope people think he's going to do well because I'm exactly <laughs> with you. I, I, and I really wish the Keezer seems like a really nice guy. Hey, Super Bowl MVP, that was a good. This is not going to well. It's That's like a bad thing. fit for him here. It yeah. is. It <laughs> is. It, in Philadelphia, I know you know John DeFilippo and stuff, but it's going to be a bad fit. It's going to. I think he's really going to regress, and I'm going to take uh, wins under again. I don't care how good that defense is. I don't think their offense yeah. is going to improve one not Doug Peterson. Doug Marone ain't running trick plays. Nope. Like, that's nope. what made Nick Foles. The fact, the element of surprise, there's no way in hell they'll do this with Nick Foles. And then they do it, right? And Peterson and Reich, they did a great job with the play calling and the system, and the Eagles are very aggressive. The Jaguars are none of those things. The Jaguars don't have a lot of talent. They're not aggressive. They're a run-the-ball-first type of team. We said time and time again, you and I, Nick Foles is not a franchise-saving quarterback. He needs to be in a perfect system, and to me, this is not the perfect system. Yeah, couldn't him. couldn't couldn't agree more. No, I, I'm with you. Like I think, I think they're really Jacksonville's really really making a mistake, like a, a really big mistake. And if I were them, Nick Foles still isn't young. I would still consider taking. Maybe they have a plan game to take a quarterback. He's in the 30 later years rounds. old. That's, That's the, the thing. Camp. You're leaving You're all these stud take... young quarterbacks. Well, yeah. no, they're studs, but you got to listen. Somebody... Every year you hear the same thing in the NFL. Ooh. This quarterback class isn't great. Whatever. You got to deal with yeah. the kids that you're dealt to deal with. You're missing out. You got Deshaun Watson. You got Andrew Luck. Uh, who's the other quarterback? Marcus Mariota. Yeah. I, I, Nick Foles is not like, to me, doesn't really help them all that much. I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, hopefully people see the market differently.